Hey, I'm Bob Runkle, and for as long as I can remember, I've loved pop culture. Despite the challenges I've faced in my life, pop culture has always been there for me. I love talking to people and being a platform for others to share their thoughts and stories. Because if there's one thing I never get tired of, it's seeing driven, talented, and inspiring individuals follow their dreams, no matter what obstacles are in their way. And I know a thing or two about that. Welcome to the DJ Bob Show. I'm DJ Bob. Roll it. The DJ Bob Show. Pop culture, past and present. And now, here's your host, DJ Bob. There's nothing like having your friends on the show. And I'm so happy to welcome this episode, my friend, YouTuber, and singer-songwriter, and pop culture enthusiast like myself, Matt Palmer. We talk about his new body of work, The Good Parks. We talk about his YouTube channel with his friend and mine, Matt Steele, 2K Max. And we talk pretty much about everything pop culture that is imaginable between the two of us. I hope you enjoy it. I really love him and I love this conversation. I hope you're enjoying. I'm trying to figure out how you and I met. I mean, I assumed it was through two gay mats or something. But there had to be a video that kind of kickstarted it. Right. Because because I wouldn't just know to look that. <laughs> you know, I think it was JoJo. Ah, uh, that'll do it. JoJo's the best. <laughs> I think it was when Mad Love came out. I'm like, are people, are people reacting to me? <laughs> <laughs> and we were. We love JoJo at Two Game Mats. <laughs> that album is so still didn't get the love that it... I agree. It deserved more. So... We're going to talk to you about your music and you're going to introduce yourself, but I want to just know what's your whole opinion on the whole background stuff? Um, I have kind of, I'm of two minds with it. Like, a part, of course, a part of me is happy because it's like, you know, I wanted to hear that Aaliyah record on Spotify, that Tony Braxton album Libra on Blackground is amazing. The jo- old JoJo recordings, great. But it's, you hear from the Aaliyah state and from Jojo herself that like, this is all being done shadily and like the artists themselves and the people who actually created those albums aren't getting paid what they should be getting paid. And so I might just have to stick to my MP3s ripped off of my CDs instead of actually streaming it. Cause it doesn't seem like, like I'm excited more people will hear it, but I wish it was done uh, in a way that was fair for everybody, you know? Yeah, like one of one of the kind of the underrated acts that I was happy to see the album released was Ashley Parker Angel, his solo yes, album. Yes, I just ordered that album on like, was it, it must have been Amazon for like $1. And those first two tracks especially let you go and uh, better, I believe it's called, A+. Plus. I, but, but it's a little weird because Dr. Luke produced those. Oh. <laughs> God, I can't listen to anything, can I? <laughs> at least, at least let you go. But it's still a good song. It's a good song. Oh, 
And he was the person that made me want to do broadcasting because I met him. And then I, I met him like right when the MTV show was happening. And oh, I met him and I was like, I really want to do this. I really want to talk to people. Then a year later, I started. That's amazing. What is your relationship with boy bands? You don't. <laughs> what is my relation? I mean, I. Do you like them? I don't dislike them. I have some that I like. I, I really love that. Um, What were the, the click five? I really yeah. love that album. Incredible. Uh, and I was more in sync than Backstreet back in my day. Um, and, you know, I, I followed the whole Justin trajectory. JC Chazé, we just did a video about recently. So of all of the boy bands we've lived through, I've mostly been in sync was my right demo. But I feel like weirdly. Uh, even though most pop music, I like listen to Olivia Rodrigo as if I am still 17 years old, but a boy band now, even like even when One Direction was huge and uh, BTS now, I'm like, I think that's lovely for young people, but like, I don't have the draw to listen to. Them. Yeah, I, I, I feel like. And Big Time Rush is coming back, which is strange. It is odd. I hope they sing the song I wrote for them, though. I know I'm going to say that. <laughs> Every time I'm like, do you blow your speakers? <laughs> People love that one. <laughs> I would, yeah, I was going to say that. Um, but we're kind of jumping into it. But would you mind introducing yourself and oh. who you are? And Yeah, of course. Uh, my name is Matt Palmer. I'm an R&B pop singer songwriter who's in L.A., uh, and I just put out a new EP entitled The Good Part, which is available wherever you stream your music. Uh, and I also am a podcaster and YouTuber uh, with my roommate, Matt Steele. We have Two Gay Mats, both the podcast and the YouTube channel, uh, where we talk about music and pop culture. And uh, yeah, and now I'm talking to DJ Bob, so I'm thrilled. It's basically an extension of what we do here. Exactly. It'd be. I feel like we're like companion piece podcasts, you know? Yeah. I mean... It's it's really it's really interesting because I will though oftentimes like when a news piece will break, I'll text you guys first. Like, did you see? Did you see? Yeah. I know because you know we're just as plugged in, and usually you beat us, but you know sometimes we beat you. But either way, it's it's good to know no, that there are other people I, out but there I like, who care. But I like knowing that we can share that bond. Absolutely. <laughs> so. What were some of your earliest pop culture obsessions? Um, well, the first music video that got me into music was the premiere of Michael and Janet Jackson's Scream back in 95. Incredible video. I My mind was so blown. I went back and bought all of their albums. Uh, Janet from Control Onward and Michael from Off the Wall Onward. And I was just so beyond obsessed. I got the history double like cassette tape or whatever it might have been actually four cassettes altogether now did you get it before the the they don't care about us sure uh yes i did i did okay good I mean, but when i was that age i didn't know what that word was i didn't even know what because i was if it was 95 then i was uh eight years old but, so i didn't even know what he was saying and but I now was like, you're like now you're like, oh. I mean, not to just completely start on a depressing note. There's a million reasons not to listen to Michael Jackson these days. But true, like, I, I would can't lie and say I never loved him because he was the first artist I ever loved. Uh, but then, of course, that fall, uh, or maybe it was late summer, 
when Fantasy came out by Mariah Carey, uh, my life was changed forever. And uh, I got the Daydream album. Initially thought it was too ballady and too slow. I wanted more fantasy-esque up-tempos. But then once Always Be My Baby came out, I saw the light and I've been uh, a lamb ever since. My longest relationship by a mile. <laughs> and we're gonna we're gonna talk about glitter in a little bit. Don't worry. Oh, okay. I'm ready. <laughs> you know, we're a month away from 20th anniversary of glitter. I know, I know. It's crazy. So yeah. So like when did you start creating your own music? Um, I think I started creating my own music, honestly, kind of around glitter. It was um probably 2001, 2002. I, uh, you know, I was very cool in school. And so I would come home and write songs and sing. And I had a little setup with a, a microphone that like barely worked. And now, you know, I'm a, now I'm a tech guy. So I'm interested to know what that primitive setup. I mean, it was initially it was um, Fruity Loops was a big drum machine, software drum machine at the time. And I used that. I believe and it I was still is. <laughs> yeah, it's still around. I think, you know, Soldier Boy made it huge. So I think Fruity Loops is still a thing. Uh, and then I was recording into Acid Pro, which I don't know if that exists. Oh, um, Sony Acid. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sony uh, yes. Acid Pro. I think yeah. it was Sony Acid Pro. And then eventually, instead of getting a car in high school, I asked for a Triton keyboard, which was like the huge keyboard oh, yeah. that had a bunch of sounds, was all the rage. Was at the that time. the one with the CD drive? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh, I didn't use it that often, but it was cool to know it was there. (laughs) And then I also had a drum machine. Oh, I don't remember what that drum machine was like a physical drum machine. Was it an MXL something? I need to look this up. It was a big deal at the time, but I really I can picture it in my head, but I can't remember what it was called um but yeah so in high school i made albums like i made a 22 track like incredibly overlong album uh shot pictures for it in like my basement and forced all my friends to buy i have a couple can we (laughs) oh my god is this the surprise you were talking about (laughs) no i have a couple more okay (laughs) jesus but that's only if you want me to. <laughs> no, I do. I do. It's been a long time. I have a whole, my label at the time was called Echoes Entertainment. I have an Echoes Entertainment playlist on my personal Spotify. So, I mean, these are so- songs I've heard. You're not going to bring me down. You're not going to get the best of me. No matter how hard you try, this world is going to belong to me. And I'm not going to stop living my life because inconvenience to I'm not gonna stop living my dreams to accommodate you. And so like when you were making that music, like yeah. Did you did you think I'm doing things that people my age dream about? Like, did you know that you were doing some cutting edge? It, it did not feel cutting edge because, fe- because people don't think like that, right? It, I, 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 
it was weirdly like we were right on the cusp of like everybody being able to record music. Like now it's so old hat to just record music and on your own and do all that in your home studio and all this. But it was like kind of not really as big of a thing in 2001. Uh, and But I just was so obsessed with music and just wanted to write and make songs. And, you know, I'd learned so much from Mariah as far as like overlaying vocals and all of this. And it just was like, you know, I was having little... Um, romantic life at that time. So I might as well, you know, spend my afternoons, evenings, weekends making some music because that that's just what I love. It didn't feel cutting edge, but, you know, I look back at my, you know, 15 year old self and I'm I'm proud of that little, little gay boy. Okay, I bet you were like, uh, I bet you were like, I need this shit up when people oh. weren't thinking. I was, yeah, no, I was like, this is what we're doing. This is how I have to do it. I have to go to this college and, you know, b- figure out how to become a recording artist one way or another. But yeah, I just, I, I didn't want to wait for like, try to find like a label. Like that would have been nice and definitely a dream, but it was like, well, either way, I want to be able to do this myself. And you, you've kept that up. I mean, like, do you have, I know you have some support internationally, Uh but is that on a label too? Or is that? It, It has been for my first, um, three albums. So, uh, let go. Um, like, like the ocean and uh, stranger than fiction were all released by Manhattan Recordings uh, in Japan, and then both get lost and the good parts were released by um Starbase Records in Japan. So it's not it's not really a record deal, but it's like a licensing deal that they can distribute, and it basically uh you know I send them the the whole album essentially. I'm like, hey, do you like this? Do you guys want to put it out? And then uh, so far they have, and um. Yeah, that my first successes were because of that international following. Is for whatever reason, people in Japan found my music back in like 2009, and they really enjoyed it. And that was like the first time anyone outside of like my mother really cared about my music. So it was <laughs> it was nice. So let's go back to one of your biggest hits. Okay, I wish. Yes, that was pretty big for you. Was yeah, it was uh, the first music video I ever shot was for that song, and it w- was shot by my uh, college roommate Hunt Beatty. And um, the, w- there were two, a couple things that made it big. A, it was the international, the Japan success of it all. Like uh, that was one of the main tracks when we put out the album over there that people gravitated to. But also, uh, the I was signed to a publisher in LA at the time, and for one way or another, they finagled away to have the music video for I Wish to come preloaded on a certain line of BlackBerry phones. So to this to this day, all of the comments under that video are either, wow, you can't dance, <laughs> or they like the song, or like, God, this makes me think of my BlackBerry phone. One of my favorite comments, and I think you liked it, like, <laughs> I remember this when I was five. <laughs> <laughs> It's just like, Jesus, how old am I? I just can't believe him. Like, I still read that comment. <laughs> I feel like that happens more and more to me. Even two gay mats people are like, I've been watching since I was a baby gay. And I'm like, oh, I can't believe this. So this new release. Yes. The Good Park. Yes. How long did it take between Get Lost to the good park, start to finish. Um, I think the release date wise, it was I think around three years because I put out 
Get Lost in spring of 2018. And then the good parts came out uh, May 2021. Um, I probably started writing the album, uh, The Good Parts. I Don't Want It was the first song I wrote for it. And I think I wrote that in like almost the beginning of 2019. It was like December 2018 where I uh, wrote that song and got it recorded and stuff. Um, so yeah, I've been working on it ever since. And um, yeah, I'm really, really happy with how it turned out. I'm so like it's been on repeat. Oh my God. It came out. Thank you so much. Which I mean, not to interview you, but what's your favorite song? Well, I don't know. if I don't know if you meant to do this, but you sent me the Japan bonus. Track. Oh no, I did. I was, I was wondering if I did that and I was like, Probably not. So sorry. Those last two songs aren't like real. <laughs> I I love oh. them. Oh, good. I'm so glad. <laughs> <laughs> but as far as the ones that everyone can hear. Right. I don't want it. Oh, thank that, you. That, that must have been inspired by like the Charlie Puth of the world. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I feel like sonically, it definitely was like, I want to do a more bass heavy thing. That was a big thing uh, sonically around the time I was writing it. Charlie Puth was definitely one of the inspiration points production wise, because that's not usually stuff I'd written was always very chordal and very synthy and very like we're doing a big uh, chordal thing. And so to have it be based on just a baseline being like the driving force. I loved it. Cool. Thank you. Wait, of the bonus tracks, which one do you like the best? The good part. Oh, interesting. Because I was Matt Steele liked that one too, and I was like, for some reason, I never was like, I no. really need to get this produced. And it should have. It should been on the- <laughs> okay. All right. Good note. Re re release. <laughs> I know, right? Exactly. Release part two. That'll be the don't forget about us. Um- <laughs> yes, the good parts ultra platinum edition. <laughs> <laughs> which I found in a drawer the in a drawer the other day. I'm like, oh yeah, forgot I had I know you forget that that wasn't even on the album initially. <laughs> but it was such a big radio hit too. It like, was. It was. And I always I always say like it's so funny that the song called Don't Forget About Us, I feel like is one of her more forgotten number ones. But the song is great. You re-listen to it, it's like, oh no, this is lovely. You know, she's clearly doing a We Belong Together thing again, but it really works. I love that song. But the good part, that song is a hit. Thank you. Oh, my gosh. It's very uh, a positive way to look back at things. Because initially when I was writing the album, it was like I was getting out of a relationship that ended really poorly. I actually I think the breakup happened like the day that Get Lost came out. And it was just very it was Tough stuff. So I was like, this whole album is going to be like Adele 21. Every song is going to be horribly depressing. Uh, but it didn't end up being that. But uh, that was kind of uh, I have more distance from this. And let's think like put a positive spin on this. thing. I mean, I because it sounds nothing like anything you've done. It's true. It's a different, a different kind of sound. And th- those two at the end are songs that I self-produce. Usually I, I feel bad that I'm talking about it so much and they can't hear it. But it- <laughs> I mean, if you want to throw in the good parts at some point, I, I, you have more okay. than permission. I promise not to sue you or yell at anchor or anything. Okay, you, you think. <laughs> of course, the least I can do. Uh, but yeah, no, those two songs I produced myself and usually I'll produce a song myself to a point, but then produ- like reach out to a producer to really polish it up and make it sound good and great. So the fact that you are still enjoying it and kind of what it's like a a demo form makes me really happy. 
dear boy number one You were never the one But physically you had me wrapped around your fingertips too Yeah, you love control And I love playing the role Of the boy who got his power from your confidence What was I supposed to do without you? This body work is the most commercially viable stuff that you've put out so far, I think. Oh, my like God. It is, I'm not just trying to butter, like, it's so, <laughs> but, like, you could, you know this is a pop music consumer. It's like, you could tell when people are making a record just to make a record. Right. This and Get Lost are your best bodies of work. Oh, thank you. That makes me feel really, really good. Because sometimes, you know, you get wrapped up in like, oh, what did people respond to the most? And like, what has the most hits or most, you know, listens on Spotify? But I kind of, I, you know, what? not the to my own horn, but I feel the same way. Like, I would feel worse if I listened to my newer material and wasn't as excited about it as I was my older stuff or like that I preferred stuff from 10 years ago. Cause now I listen back to the stuff from 10 years ago. I'm like, yeah, this is nice. And like, I don't so dislike I, it. And so how some- do you, how do you feel about something like I wish? Cause it's very kind of tame. <laughs> That's a kind way of putting it. Um, I mean, I, it's one of those songs I've heard it so many times that I like have no feelings about it at this point. I think a lot of the stuff I put out then was from a perspective of someone who had never really been in a relationship and like just was writing songs because like they loved to. And like I had an ear for melody and like sonically it was kind of doing what songs were doing at the time. Uh, but, it, but like the, the, I feel like the place that I've grown the most musically is in my lyrics and like the Mm. specificity of those lyrics and like sonically it's definitely more mature and I think some of the melodic choices are more interesting when I wish just felt kind of uh middle of the road um not in a not in a bad way but just like a lot of people responded to it that's great 
but I, um, I feel like there's probably a set of people out there who are like, why don't you just like make songs like that again? And I don't really have, um, interest in doing that. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I really think that if they haven't heard you, they should be introduced to you from this release. Thank you so much. Everybody needs an introductory record. Right. And obviously yours was Daydream for Mariah. <laughs> yes. But everybody needs a Daydream. That's true. It's true. And what, I mean, is this my fifth album? Who knows? But let me think. <laughs> if so, it would line up perfectly with Daydream. Maybe there's a little, a little Matt Palmer out there. Uh, who will be who will hear it and enjoy it and listen to all the old stuff would you ever re-record them that's a great question i um i've thought about stuff like that about either re-recording them or like doing a little like um live performance of some of those songs that people really love uh because that could be fun i don't know maybe i i connected with the producer of that album, those that first album on Instagram. And so we're Instagram friends now. And I'm like, what would what music would we make now together? Uh, what would that sound like? So I'm a little curious about it, but I know like plans are solidified. My next question for you is what did what do you think? And this is me being my pop culture nerd show. Yes. We've, you've never talked about it on Two Game Mac, and I'm not of the patron tier to request <laughs> videos. Okay. <laughs> so I will hear. Yes, fair. Can I want you to, to react to all of the Britney Spears Pepsi commercials? Oh my God, that's a great idea. I truly think about the, um, my heart won't skip a beat. That one every day there's not like one weirdly one of her best songs and videos like it's a classic that i mean i like all the britney ones like the ones traveling through time very cute very cute but that, that was, one that was a big one that was it super- was it was a huge one and it was definitely cute but like everything about that first one like isn't bob dole in it and like i just the song itself literally is such a freaking hit and She's so hot in it and so adorable. I just, I love, I think that's uh, that and my, that oops, I did it again performance at the VMAs are like how I view Britney at her peak in my head. Yeah. I mean, it's so weird. There's, there's, there's clearly an age difference between us, but you would never know it because I love stuff that people my age are like, who is this or what? <laughs> I mean, can I ask how old you are? I'm 26. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, you were young. You were very young when this was all happening. But I had older sisters, so whatever they were watching, and because I couldn't go outside and play or whatever, right? I was buying No Strings Attached on release day. I was, you know, I was pre-ordering Crossroads on Amazon. <laughs> when it, so... I cannot find Crossroads for the it life of Netflix, me. We got Netflix like a year ago. Was it? I missed the... I've, and I, this is something I'm embarrassed about and then trying to rectify. I've never seen Crossroads. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> is that okay? <laughs> you know, if you really want to... 
I do. I'm just curious. I'm just like, I think of it kind of, you know, or to get into glitter, I think of it like light glitter. There's no way this movie was as bad as everyone said it was. I like the music in it a lot. It, I mean, that, that's half the Britney album and I like it a lot myself. I just, I would like to see the movie just so I know what we're dealing with. I mean, look, it, it along the same lines as like glitter and eight mile. It's all like, right. it's the same kind of yeah you you know what they were going for so you talk a lot about the pussycat dog (laughs) channel eating crush where where do you that i mean i think i only know get over yourself yeah me too (laughs) (laughs) but it's a classic like that is a great 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 song nicole you know was is rightfully front and center of that group as well and did you hear about the Annie news that dropped today? Oh, I, I think that Titus Burgess is in it or is Nicole no, Scherzinger she, in it too? She can be in it too. Is she? I did not hear that. Yeah. Who is she? She's going to be Grace, the person that I guess Danny Warbucks is assistant who really takes Annie in and take. Yeah. Oh, Okay. All right, that's great. Good for her. Well, we'll we'll see your review in December. <laughs> you're not. You're not. Uh, you don't think it's gonna be good. <laughs> I just. I just those. I I those live ones. The whiz was good. Yes, the whiz was good. And the, I mean, we've Greece our, too. Greece was good too. Greece was good. It was just so long. It just was so long. I feel bad about rent though. That was. Oof. That could have been so good. Yeah. It's but a, it, it just couldn't be because of what happened. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, Nicole's going to be in that. And wow. that guy. And Max Steele is probably auditioning to be Annie. <laughs> As we speak. <laughs> you know, we're talking about all the underrated action mm-hmm. stuff, but. What are some of your favorites? What do you wish that people heard? Oh, that's a great question. From the, from like 2000 to, I guess, now. Like. Right. Um. I mean, I, I, we did make a video about this recently. I stand by J.C. Chazé. That album is all yeah. over the place, but there's really great stuff on it. I feel like if that album came out when Blowing Me Up With Her Love came out, it would have been. It would have gone. Be- it would have been better. I agree because that song did pretty well. Yeah. Well, that was that was attached to was drumline. It? Or yes, something. I was gonna say it was a drumline. Yeah, that was a that was a good song. Um, I. But remember- if it kind of followed that musical lane, yeah, you would have gotten a better. I mean, it's it good. But it, it is all over the place. Yes, it definitely is. Um, I mean, I listened to a lot of Craig David growing up. And oh, I, you, you know, know me and Craig David. I mean, and I'm right there with you. He is so talented and what a beautiful voice. And uh, I wish, you know, he had a few hits in the U.S. I think Fill Me In and um, uh, what's the uh, Seven Days. Big hits. And then the he had that one for the... Oh my God! He had the one for the Sprite commercial. The what's your flavor? Oh, what's your flavor? Of course. That, yeah. The thing is, that album is great. <laughs> I think I listened to the What's Your Flavor album more than I listened to uh, Born to Do It. But uh, 
I think he's great. And obviously he's a legend in the UK, but I just wish we heard a little bit more I would love to him. talk to him. Ugh, you, you could get him here. Come on. That'd be great. Um, you have to join us for that. Oh, I would. I would just be like squealing in the back. You'd have to mute me. <laughs> like, okay, this isn't helpful. <laughs> um, trying to think what else I was listening to. I mean, I still am mad that um, even though the album wasn't excellent, Just a Little While by Janet Jackson is such a great song oh, that yeah. I go back to. Well, that was, that was right at the cusp of something was about to happen at the Super Bowl. Exactly. It was the Super Bowl thing really killed that song. But it's really it like good. a month before. Yeah, I think I think she might have put it out in conjunction with the Super Bowl being like, oh, everyone's going to be talking about my performance. This the song is coming out. Oh, It'll they were talking hit. about it, but not <laughs> right. Not in the way she wants. I just one of my favorite comments I get whenever we do a Janet video is like. Matt Palmer is the reason I know Janet and she's so great and I can't think. And I'm like, thank Like, I feel like people that are your age and younger, but less plugged into, you know, culture from before their time than you are, don't know the importance of Janet Jackson. And I feel like that's part of my duty on earth. Well, I can tell you that one of my first cassettes was Velvet Rope. Oh, good for you. A classic album. Maybe her best. I keep going like. I think overall it's her best, even though the Rhythm Nation might be no, no, stronger. No, no, it was the single for Together Again. That's no way. Hey, it's still a great song and great remixes on that single. That like Go Deeper remix that was like weirdly a sex jam. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still very good. But just like maybe not in keeping with the vibe of <laughs> Together Again. Yeah, we need to talk about the importance of a CD single. Oh, I spent my childhood. Like most, I, if you go up to my childhood bedroom, I still have a huge giant CD tower and over half of the CDs in the You have to me picture. You want to see? Oh, absolutely. I will. Absolutely. Well, next time I'm home, I'll take a picture of all of my like Jesse Powell singles and total singles. And yeah, it's filled but up. But I, you know, because they were, they were not, they, they didn't last a long time in the US. CD they didn't. Singles. They didn't. And I feel like the, the art of the remix is so non-existent these days. Um, oh my God, the, the Say My Name remixes. Oh, you better say my name. <laughs> it's great. Yeah. They like resung all of them. It's there and they're all excellent. Oh, yes. I miss it. I really do. Is there like one song that basically defines your pop music obsession? But it can't be Mariah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> See, well, that's hard. Uh, let me think. Defines my pop music. Obs- I mean, Janet Jackson's "If" comes to mind. Oh yeah. Uh, that was very. Uh, that was a very big song for me as a child who was being forced to play baseball and just sat in right field picking flowers and singing "If I Was Your Girl" the things I'd do to you. <laughs> um, and I think similarly. Um, baby one more time. I mean, it's obvious, but that I feel like was a turning point for me. And cause I was so into R and B music, like Mariah was the closest to like straight pop. I was really listening to, but once baby one more time came out, it really like shook me up. Yeah. Um, but also I was also very into Alanis when the album was out, which is weird to think of it. Like, why was I listening to, you were, you, know, an- you were angsty. <laughs> I was an angsty eight-year-old. Like, it was like, I don't know why, but I was very into 
all of that entire album. Uh, ironic, that is ironic. It was, don't you think? <laughs> don't you think? So they really kicked it off as well. Um, those those tracks. Okay, now that we're on this, I need to bring up another act from that period. I think you'll appreciate her too. Mm-hmm. Samantha Mamba. Oh, baby, come on over. A that, classic, classic that, song. I don't care about Gotta Tell You. Me neither. I'm like, it's fine, but baby, come on over is it. But I gotta be honest, this is really refreshing for me to talk about all this stuff because people know me. I do a lot of like TV and right. kid stuff and like people are into like the Disney stuff I do, but they like, they don't know this other pop yes. side of me. This is a passion for you. You gotta gotta tell the people. So the fact that I get to just nerd out, so to speak, <laughs> is is really really cool. So oh. so let me let me just ask you this: like, if you yep. were to task Mariah Carey to cover one, any of your songs. Oh my god. What what one what, what one would you want to hear her do? That's a great question. Let I'll tell you at, my answer. Oh, I'm excited to hear your answer. I don't have one off the bat, at least not one that I have put out. I mean, I the thing is there's always a song on every album that I'm like have Mariah in mind for, <laughs> you know, and you probably could point them out. Um on this okay, album well, mine I, is- uh, on this album, I think she would do a great job with Leave Me Out. <laughs> it feels very Mariah. When I played it for Matt Steele, he said the same thing. But like the whole, sort of like mid-tempo, like R&B pop, like very kiss off. It feels like a no-nose cousin, <laughs> you know? Yeah. What was think- that song from like either high school or college that you did that had... A real blatant sample of <laughs> of uh, I'm a slave for you. No, or, the the uh, we belong together. Oh, of we belong together. What was the blatant? Oh, um, I, there's a song called A Goodbye from My Heart, which definitely in the first verse I just like said we belong together in her like with the melody and everything, and it was like as if I wouldn't get sued if I put and this it was out. very like shaken off too. <laughs> It was a mix, you know, you've got to, you got to do your inspirations. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I also love Say Something Off the Imagine. Oh, it's I, a great, great song. And Stay the Night, that whole album, excellent. People don't give it credit. I know. It deserved the album of the year. I'm still mad about it. So now that we're on that album, where were you when it saw that? It, not it, it's like that leaked. Where were you when oh, it's like that I leaked? When it leaked. The thing is, Say Something had leaked previously. Really? Say Something and To The Floor re- leaked in 2004. It They leaked that With fall. Snoop on it? Uh, I, was, I don't remember if Snoop was on the To The Floor. I remember it was called... Uh, it had a different title that wasn't as good. Um... But yeah, for some reason, those leaked in 04, and I remember being on the Friends of Mariah message board, which I was a very active member at the time. Could imagine. Uh, but, yeah. but when It's Like That came out, I just was so, I was like, she's really singing. Like, she's really on her voice again. Because, you know, Charm Bracelet has beautiful lyrical moments, beautiful melodic choices, but she's not really 
vocally as present as we were used to hearing her. So hearing it's like that, especially the very end where she's like singing with Fat Man Scoop. I was just like this. I'm just so thrilled. I was so excited. I was like, it's a hit. It sounds like Sierra, who was like the biggest thing happening at yeah, the I got, time. I got to be honest. I remember I remember when I, first, when I first heard it. And you probably you probably remember. You probably know this interview. Do you remember when she was on He 100 and she premiered We Belong Together? Yes. And like the late like the label person just brought in the CD and they just played it. I do remember that. Like that was a moment. That, that was, was definitely a, a moment. <laughs> but like I remember buying that CD on release day. I was home sick. And I'm like, oh my god, the CD out. <laughs> That's so I mean, yeah, I definitely bought it the day of release. I remember it was the week after Rob Thomas's solo album with Lonely No More on it came out and had debuted at number one. Ever the same is a better single. Oh, an excellent song. You know what song is great on that album? Problem Girl. I always loved that song. (laughs) No (laughs) one. Yes. It's a great, great song. But anyways, <laughs> I just remember being like, oh, my God, will Mariah beat Rob Thomas next week? And then she like debuted with over 400,000 copies for her first week. And I was like, oh, my God, she's really back. And I will admit something that I think I might have admitted in a two game after year or something. But when I first we heard We Belong Together, my response was, this is a less catchy breakdown. I like didn't what? get it. I know I've I've never been more wrong in my life. <laughs> I didn't get it initially. I was like, she sounds great, but I don't get it. Okay. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> How long did it take you to see the light? I think by the time the album was out, I saw the light. It, it didn't take too, too long. I think it was just, yeah, it was just a new sound for her. I was, I was taken by surprise, but I, I most certainly ended up getting it. <laughs> you always talk about like certain albums having Doug as track yes. like yes is there any Mariah <laughs> Doug Mariah Duds um like for you I think how much on rainbow comes to mind that could have been so <laughs> that's the thing is like you're gonna waste Usher on this song like yeah you guys could have done and, like, especially uh, at that time you could have done something amazing together yeah we think of cry baby though Excellent. A perfect piece of music. A perfect piece of music. Um, Trying to think of other duds of Mariah's. It's hard. I mean, some of those early songs are not duds, but I just don't have the same connection to them. A lot of people don't like, a lot of people don't like, boy, I need you. I, I I like it. I do not. (laughs) I am with the other people. But I like it. Like, it's like, if it can, I'll listen to it, but... I guess it's harmless. I think the issue was the video was so gorgeous and it just felt like we were wasting it on this song when Mm. it was the single was going to be the one and the one is great. And she changed it because I think Billboard gave the one uh, gave the one a bad like review back when Billboard did reviews. And uh, I don't know. It just got changed. And I was never, never happy with that change. Yeah. Going back about a year or two. From that, because I've never asked you this. Were you watching TRL on that fateful day with the ice cream truck? I was, yes. Now, 
What do, what do we think? I think I have. There are more out of control Mariah Carey on TRL moments. Like if you, I don't know if it's on YouTube anymore. There's a moment that she's calling in to promote Heartbreaker, mm. and she's just singing high notes and being like, "Carson, I'm I'm in the shower. I'm doing high notes," and then like doing them, and she's like, "Oh, are you naked in there?" Blah blah blah. It's like doesn't matter what I'm wearing. It just is like she's always been insane on that show, and I think she's been more insane. Um, I was less nervous about the TRL appearance, but then I remember being on her website when she left that voicemail being like, no one understands me. And I think I'm going to take a break from music. And like, if anyone from the label takes this down, just know I love you. Like, it's just a really bad situation. And I was like, wait, what's happening? That I remember being very scared about. Like, so what was your relationship with TRL? Like, that was like, such a big cultural thing at the time. So really something, was. so when something like that happened, even if you were a Mariah fan or not, yes, everyone, you saw it. Yes, uh, my relationship with TRL, I had been watching since before it was TRL, and I think it was just Total Request. And then there was a separate show called MTV Live, and they kind of put them together. Um, and I feel like that was probably in like 1998. Uh, but I ca- I cared about where things landed, not enough to actually vote. I never called in and really voted, but I always was like, God, I hope Britney is number one. Were this you week. ever? Were you ever like when they would have those like when the video would cut out and it'd be like a fan? Would you be like, come on? Would you be like, I, come on? I just want to listen to it. Oh yeah, no, it's so annoying. It's like you wanted to record the music video, and then all these people are popping up, being like, I dedicate this to. Uh, But I also, when I went to New York for college, uh, I was in the TRL studios with Mariah when she debuted Don't Forget About Us. So that was a big big day for me. That's not the first time you met Mariah or you were in the pranking (sighs) camp. I think it was sadly the first I mean, uh, I went to a concert on the Rainbow Tour, and she like came out in the audience close to me. Well, um, I have. Well, I'm. I'm getting. I'm going towards a, a different one where you embarrass yourself. <laughs> Great! I'm glad we're talking about this. <laughs> we're friends here. I we, love you so much. <laughs> we are all friends here. Yes, that did happen. It was a couple years later when Touch My Body was coming out. I was a member of her official fan club, Honey Bee Fly, and I uh, went to the Hills finale party in which Mariah performed uh, Touch My Body and debuted I'm That Chick. And so when you walk into the ballroom, they like took your cell phone away. And I, you know, being someone who follows the rules, gave them my cell phone and whatever. Um, but as we were leaving, she was taking pictures of all these fans who I guess had not followed the rules and had not given up their cell phone. So they were taking these pictures. And so then she like leans over to me to like take a picture, but I don't have a camera. I don't have a, a phone. I have nothing to take said picture with. And so I like truly recoil away from her and she's like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, oh no. And then I, all I can get out is, uh, I like your new song. And she's like, what? I was like, oh, your, your new song. I like it. And she's like, okay, thanks. (laughs) It was just. And then you're like, darn it. It was awful. It was really bad. But luckily, once she got on Twitter, I tweeted at her this entire story. And she sent me a message and was like, LOL. She sent to a DM. She did. She sent me a DM that I still have somewhere screenshotted on my phone. What's it like releasing music 
in the pandemic? You know, it was weird. It was like, okay, if we want to shoot these videos or this video, we need to make it really COVID safe, meaning I can be the only person in it. (laughs) And, uh, you know, but I didn't want to sit on it for however long it's going to be until, you know, we're really back into the world fully. And I, you know, it's it was it was nice to hear albums that we love, like the Dua Lipa album and Chloe and Halle, like during the pandemic. It really brought me a lot of joy. And so I felt like if people liked my music, then maybe I could do the same for some people out there, you know, give them something to, to listen to. But I uh, it's weird. I mean, in, in some ways it's better. Like, uh, you know, we obviously have done Zoom interviews before, but they're they're more normalized now. So as far as like trying to get the word out and like talking to people, I've been on like a few podcasts and talked to people over Zoom and like that's very much a doable thing now. So that's a nice um, I'm glad it's not as strange for people to to do Zoom promo as it maybe was. I love it. Yeah, I I don't even think we were using Zoom the first time we talked. I don't think so either. I don't even know what we're doing. Oh, we're on Skype. Yes. Skype yep. really dropped the ball in this pandemic. Why are we all Zoom only? Like they really could have. And I even up. bought the Zoom Pro because I love it so much. It's great. It works really well. So I'm sorry, Skype. And it's good like for edit because it splits the participants up. Exactly. It's so really like, nice. which is great. But I, when I found out that you were releasing the good part, I'm like, he better come on the show. <laughs> I will. And I'm here and I'm happy to be here. I'm glad we've gone through all of our CD single collections. For, <laughs> I think it's I mean, important. We, I mean, that's really why we're here. Totally. Totally. Because no one else gets it. Matt Steele's always like, what's a CD single? And it's like, well, I can't. I he can't had singles. He, he did. He didn't know what they were. What, it's crazy. It's like, what do you think you were buying? <laughs> so the basic idea of your YouTube channel with Matt Steele is... One of you is a pop aficionado, one of you a theater aficionado, but you've had your fair share of like theater in your life. But is there anything that Max Steele has introduced you to vice versa that Mm. you actually really grew to not just tolerate for his shit, but like (laughs) listen to on your own? Oh, right. Um, I feel like they're like they're musicals that like I probably would have ignored or not cared about if it weren't for Matt Steele. So like when I first heard Hamilton, it was very much like we're doing this for a video, but like I can't stop listening to this album for a year. Um, I feel like Fun Home. I don't even know if we had we I think we do have a video about Fun Home, but when I first heard that, I was so moved by it and I uh, I think because of the channel, I keep up with musicals more than I would otherwise. Like if it weren't for him, I'd probably just still be listening to, you know, Next to Normal and the last five years on repeat all the time, <laughs> which wouldn't be bad. But I definitely have expanded. I bet um, you're going to freak out when and Juliet comes to 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 Broadway. I mean, I can't wait. I saw it in London and I definitely want to see it on Broadway. So what? What's your relationship with Rosie? Because that have both like facets of what you would later get into with this channel. Yeah. Um, I 
feel like I probably only watched Rosie when Mariah was on Rosie or something. Like whenever someone I wanted to see was an interviewee, I probably watched. So I kind of missed the whole Rosie uh, love that I feel like is I'm hearing a lot of these days. Like Danny Pellegrino just had her, her on his podcast. I sent her an interview request. I hope I get her. Oh my gosh, I hope you do too. She was so lovely to him and he was so clearly such a huge fan of hers. That show was informative to me too. Exactly. It exposed me to all the stuff that... And she was such a fixture on Nickelodeon too. And it... True. It... That show was always so positive unlike that other talk show she was on later. Yes, yes. But did you think that even from what you saw then? I don't think I was plugged in enough to her to have a real reaction. When I look back now at her clips of her on YouTube from that show, I definitely get that feeling. And I have so many people in my life who it was really formative for them as well. And I feel like obviously she's so incredible. And I feel like lately people are understanding the importance of that show. And it's like, overt or not overt queerness depending on who you were they'll how back she loved children so much and like you said it was just like a a voice of positivity when so much of you know talk tv can be so jaded and negative and can we talk about her christmas album i've never heard it i heard her talk about that and i was like wait what is this i have both of them (laughs) are they crazy are they good i mean there are a couple tracks that i need to describe to you in order for you to Fully grasping. So, the first one was released around the time of Believe by Cher. Okay, so it's a heavy auto-tune? So, she does a cover of Christmas, Please Come Home in the Believe style? (laughs) Is that something we needed? (laughs) I guess we did. (laughs) And then, like, Lauren Hill's on it. Whoa. And she doesn't do it with Rose Young, drummer boy. And it's like this Fuji style arrangement of it. It's really, I mean, it's not bad, but it's not, I guess, for holiday ro- rotation, it's not, it's not bad, but okay. it's not like peak album. Fair. I think that's yeah. fair. But then on the second album, Destiny's Child is on it. <laughs> oh, gosh. What song did and, they do with her? And they do an original. Oh. And Beyonce, like, name check Rosie, like, chilling with Rosie O'Donnell on one of the lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm obsessed. I need to find that one, if if nothing else. Christmas albums such a big thing yeah. for pop artists. Absolutely. Do you, think, I, I, do you think that started with Mariah, that I, sort of pop? I think maybe the like younger artists doing a, an entire Christmas album, probably. Because yeah. I feel like before Mariah was very much like, oh, this is, uh, you know, almost like doing a big greatest hits collection. It's like, yeah. I'm older. These are songs people already yeah. know. But like, but like Christina Aguilera and... Yes. Oh my God, Christmas time. (laughs) (laughs) It's great. And this year also, just like the sexiest Christmas song ever. 
Uh, those songs are definitely on my my pop music playlist for Christmas because they're so ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and like all the runs she would do on that album, like Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is like borderline unrecognizable by yeah. the end because she's just growling. What do you think of um, the production of Christmas Time? It's very... It's very of its time. Like it's very, like I always felt, I think because I grew up with the Mariah Christmas album, it's like, we shouldn't be putting such clear timestamps on Christmas albums or no one's going to want to revisit it. Cause it just is going to feel like a, you know, like, Oh yeah, I remember bills, bills, bills and no scrubs and that being the sound, but like it's Christmas and that's kind of doesn't have anything to do with us. <laughs> so it, it was, it was a big swing. Yeah. I, yeah. B2K at a Christmas. How, yeah. Oh, <laughs> that came in worse. I'm trying to think of okay. whose Christmas album from around that time was good. People like that in sync one, and I like their Oh Holy Night. But Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays is bad, and I feel like we're all pretending it's not. Okay, that song is bad. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's ba- I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Bob. I have to. I hate to be the one to break this to you. That song is bad. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have fun listening to that. (laughs) (laughs) Why? It just bothers me. It grates. I think it's like, I feel like there's a a cheesiness line with Christmas music. It was written written for a a Disney Channel movie. Well, I think that that you've answered your own question. (laughs) I think we're all understanding. But it's endearing. It's fine all right i'll listen to it again just because you are so emphatic about it being fine but to me i remember as even as a kid i was like this is bullshit <laughs> like this is not it this is why i need to be on the on the couch with you guys when you're doing a video because you do <laughs> i would fit right in you really would you would have very strong opinions that's the requirement <laughs> because we're friends and because you know you know that I'm a pop culture enthusiast. Do you, I want you to turn the table. Do you have any questions for me that you want to know? I think you know so much detail, like such granular detail of all of this music we always talk about. I do wonder if you had to pick your favorite artists from the 90s, the aughts, and then the 2010s, who would those three artists be? Well, the 90s kind of, for Britney, it kind of goes into 99, 90, 99, and 2000. Right, <laughs> exactly. The 90s, the, the 90s culture really didn't end until, like, okay, when Britney came out. Yeah. That's when it sort of got, you know, Austin Powers, Gold Member, that <laughs> yes. remix. <laughs> Boys but remix with Pharrell. 2000, like, the click five, like you said. Oh, classic. Now, do you know their 2007 album? I do not. The, and it had like weird disco pop stuff. It was strange. Was it good? It was, it was an album. Okay. <laughs> I really don't, rem- like I remember it, but it's, I can only name you two songs right off the bat. I could not. Well, JoJo is another. Oh, a classic. I, but now, Ava Mac. Oh, I need to listen more of her. I don't know her that well. Because Ava Mac is bringing that pop starlet 
you know, style. There's so many artists that I could choose from. So, who for you? I mean, you can you can say Mariah for any decade. <laughs> I know. I, I'll just give her, I'll give Mariah 90s. I think Janet is number two 90s. 2000s, it's, I'm giving two people per decade, so I apologize. <laughs> but I would say Britney and Beyonce. Oh, yeah. Uh, and 2010s. 2010s is hard because it feels so recent. Um, who did I love the most throughout the day? It's, it, I mean, right at the beginning, Gaga was just everything to me. Girlicious. I, was, I mean, I did love Girlicious. <laughs> I did love Girlicious. Um, who to- I didn't know until I started watching. Oh, you. good. I'm glad I could could share them with you. That album is great. That album is something else. I mean, Robin could be up there as well for 2010s. Um, yeah, I mean, even a, a little bit of Taylor Swift. Yeah, there was a lot going on in the 2010s that I was into. Adele, um, it's not as clear for 2010s. I think we're too close to it. I need to be further away to really is there, decide. Is there any song from the 2000s that maybe it's not a one-hit wonder, but you wish it was big at the time, but you just wish people played it now? I mean, I want to hear Gotta Get Through This by Daniel Bedingfield. Me too! Every hour of every day. That is a great, great pop song. So what do you want people to take away from your music, from all the work that you do, even the 2K Max content? Like, where, what do you want to be for someone listening or watching? I hope that for someone listening or watching, it can be, you know... At least watching us, we just want to make people happy and make people smile and like bring a little light to people's day. Um, I mean, try- you know, you know, I've been through the ringer recently. I know, and I know, and that's what that's the whole thing is the fact that it made it brought some levity to you watching our channel. I feel like that is always the goal, and even there have been times where like I have been going through it and I've watched some of our old videos. I'm like, oh, that was funny. <laughs> like, I'm, and it <laughs> and it it made me want to reach out to you because you guys have always been. Um, you've always championed what I do here. Oh, and, absolutely. And I really appreciate it. So, like, as far as your music goes, what do mm-hmm. you want to be? I hope that people also, it makes people happy, much like you, you know, the channel. But I also want people that um, hopefully can hear some of the songs and maybe kind of relate in some way or another and like maybe hear their experiences and I feel like hearing songs that kind of validate your experience and are like oh I have felt this way and I have not put it into words in this way but it kind of like brings me comfort to hear that someone else has gone through something like this along with like oh I have this song stuck in my head and I like it and it makes me happy or want to dance or I, you know my my mom, because I've been prepping for this, and I've been blasting the EP. <laughs> yeah. And she's obsessed with, I don't want it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love that you both are like, yes, that that first one, that's the one. And I appreciate That means I did, I made the right choice putting it out first. <laughs> we, no, it's like, because she, she's like so tuned into what I'm into. And yeah. Whenever I get like an interview, she goes, "Oh my god, I know that person." <laughs> That's just, so cool. It's it's just like so when we when we connect, 
And I said that I was talking to you. You got him? I'm like, yeah, I know him. <laughs> yeah, he's my friend. <laughs> like, we're friends. Like, there's no getting. I could just it's text true. him. That's true. You can just text. <laughs> um, That's so awesome. But, yeah, I mean, so where can people check out the music, your channel, all of it? Absolutely. The music is, you know, on YouTube, Spotify. Just look up Matt Palmer. The good parts, you will find it wherever you stream or download your music. If you, you know, still download music on iTunes, definitely do that. Um, for our channel, you can find us at Two Gay Mats on YouTube. We also have uh, an Instagram and Twitter handle with that. And if you want to follow me on Instagram or Twitter, go to add Matt Palmer music and uh, on like Twitter and Instagram, all of those things. And yeah, I hope you like the the EP if you listen to it and like the channel if you watch and um, and we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna what I'm gonna do is I'm not gonna play every single song okay but I am gonna if you were to give me three songs to kind of sample Ooh, it a little bit great question what do you wanna what do you wanna spin <sighs> I think it's gotta be I don't want it. Because I mean, we've talked about it so much. <laughs> um, do I'm it gonna, all again. All right, do it all again. And I want you to choose between allergic or chasing fireworks. <laughs> okay. Well, because that vocoder surprise <laughs> is so iconic. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that yeah, would you can play that. <laughs> all right great allergic it is <laughs> thank you so much and yes i we, we i really have to have you back to discuss more i'm i'm so sorry that this conversation was all over the freaking no place. i had the best time thank you so much for having me this is always always so fun to talk to you there's a possibility that i'm not the one you want and boy it's killing me because i know that it's all my Telling me, baby, you could be the one. A voice inside of me screaming, it's time to turn and run.
your lips and beautiful eyes Cause they don't blink when you tell me lies About how you're needing space When somebody's taking my place God forbid you tell me what's wrong Or try to face your demons alone It's easier to forget That I was in your orbit it hurts more with you yeah. What I thought was real love It wasn't ever true Cause you're the one I dreamt about And wish I could impress I thought I wanted somebody just like you Now you're the one I'm sick of Ashamed I put all my faith in you Were just manipulating A game that you were playing Guess all my intuitions were wrong And my God's back up where it belongs Can't trust the voice in my head So sick of being misled You're like the man You pretended to be
The DJ Bob Show. Pop culture, past and present. 